You're listening to the best morning routine ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Looney Lewis. And today, I have it's an honor, it's a privilege to introduce our next guest, Matt Sinkovitz. He has been a practitioner, teacher of personal and spiritual development for over a decade, an avid student of mindfulness and meditation. He graduated from the Blue Mountain School of Mindfulness Art Seminary program back in 2018 and has a master's in Buddhist ministry. That is interesting. And so we are going to talk about all things spiritual guidance and interfaith. Like, what does that mean? And it's an honor to have him on. So with no further ado, Matt, welcome to the show. Lunid, thanks so much for having me here today. It's an honor to be here. It is my pleasure. Matt, you know, I always love a good backstory to know, like, the man in front of me, the man I'm staring at, when did that begin? You know, what's the journey that led you to to who you are now, to, to what you're doing today? Mm, that's a great question. You know, I really think it started from my childhood. You know, I was raised in the Christian church, um, heavily in the, in the Pentecostal tradition, and uh, mm-hmm. I grew up there. And I found myself kind of drifting away from church. You know, my parents were involved in prison ministry and missions work, and I was yeah. I was heavily involved in that at, at some certain points, you know, in church like four days a week. It was it was very, <laughs> very regular thing for me. Same here. Seven yeah, days right. a week. It's the Pentecostal thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And um I kind of drifted away from church in the traditional setting, like late teens, early twenties. And I think just kind of stepping out and asking some of my own questions and doing some of my own exploration. And I found myself in my mid-20s in a really dark place in my life, really sad, depressed, and experiencing a lot of suicidal thinking and just really was not happy with myself or my life. Mm -hmm. And it was around that time that I began digging more deeply into my mind and wanted to have greater understanding around what was going on inside of me and not feeling like such a victim to it. And it, it was around that time that I began studying meditation and mindfulness just to kind of gain some clarity in, in my life and around myself. And that ultimately led me to the Buddhist tradition because mm-hmm. I began sitting with regular meditation groups in, in, in my town. And that ultimately led me to study with my teacher. And I went on to a seminary and then ultimately to interfaith ministry, doing chaplaincy in prisons and hospitals, kind of full circle from where I had begun my journey. Yeah, that, that is a beautiful journey because it sounds like it take you inward it took you back inside it's not outside of you right that that peace that joy we're looking for we always think it's something outside of us that we're looking for but it, it, it's drawing in it that's what the power of meditation is right it, it's calming it's calming the soul calming the mind and actually listening um there's a good quote no i was just gonna say absolutely like the more i grow and evolve in my journey the more i kind of recognize that Everything I'm experiencing externally is really a reflection of what's going on inwardly. So I know the work is always done in here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Um, there's a saying that says, prayer is us talking to God and meditation mm-hmm. is God talking to us. That's beautiful. Yeah. And a lot of the time, we just, we're just praying. We're praying at something. We're praying yes. outwardly and not actually taking the time to sit, be still and listen mm-hmm. and go inward yes. to find that power that already resides in us. And I think 
I, I heard a quote this past weekend that says, you know, we're afraid that we're so powerful being. We're afraid of our own power. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, it, it's really uh, interesting. The more we continue on in, in, in our journey, the more we recognize just how powerful we are, Lunad. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Now, I'm I'm curious about the church because I grew up Pentecostal as well, and I did mm-hmm. find it like I'm in all in, and then I'm drawn out because I'm confused by the message and this yeah. conflicting <laughs> uh, needs. Tell us about if someone is listening that is considering that path of that journey. What kind of message do you have around you know how the church can kind of deter you away from? Mm-hmm. And how is it different from spirituality, too? I guess that would be the starting point. Yeah, you know, first of all, I, I always want to, like, honor my my roots, you know, and the upbringing that my parents gave me because it planted a lot of good seeds in me. And it, I think it, it tilled the soil, you know, for more good. And it gave me a lot of it exposed me to a lot of good things and to love and to a lot of great ideas and principles that were really supportive to me. And as I grew, I just some of the questions about God that I was given were just kind of canned. You know, it's like, here's God in a box. Here's your answer. Don't worry if it doesn't make sense. Don't ask questions. <laughs> if you doubt, you know, you're facing eternal damnation. So just, <laughs> just accept it and, and, you know, just, just take it for what it is. But there was a point in my journey where I just kind of said, you know what, if God is a loving God and he made me, then these questions are okay. And it's okay for me to go out and explore and ask my questions and really cultivate my own sense of faith. And, and yeah. that's what I did. And and I think, you know, my relationship with God or, you know, universe or whatever you want to call it, whatever your name for it is stronger and more present in my life than ever and, and more relevant. And, and it's really something I do my best every day to be grounded and rooted in and, and to live from. So, yeah, I believe that there's truth in all the great teachings, in yeah. all the great teachers, there are seeds of universal truth and all of it. So I always look for that. What's the commonality versus, you know, building, building walls, let's build bridges and find what's common. And I think at the end of the day, whenever we're in church and we're looking up, you know, I, I look out across the, the congregation, I think we're all praying to the same God at the end of the day. We just have a yeah. different way of, of experiencing it and understanding it, you know? Yeah. And it honoring that, that divinity, right? That divine mm-hmm. power, because it truly is. If you think about the university, your universe, it's vast and it's abundant, you know? And I, I think mm-hmm. that's what we're looking for. It, it's, it's, it's love. It, it, it's filled with all the, the optimism, like we're okay. Think everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've been recently having this realization because it's an interesting time that we live in, an interesting time we've been living in over the past several years. And, and there's a lot of fear in the air oftentimes. And, you know, there's a couple of things that I've been just really working on and rooting myself in. And one is that I trust that, like, I've got everything I need to not only survive and do well in this world, but also to thrive and to be happy in this world with whatever's going on. So I trust life and I trust in myself. And I also trust, you know, like that is if God is omnipresent and omnipotent and omniscient and he's in everything, well, then it's all God, you know, darkness and light are equal part and part of the journey. So I just trust that it's all part of the the grander plan, which I'm also a part of, you know, so relaxing into trust around that. And trusting it. Now, Mm -hmm. we we have some people who are more gravitated towards the fear because that's what um, not just social media, but the news is portraying. So if you can, you know, you told me it's, it's all God, it's all the divinity, darkness and light. I understand it. But what if someone who's so much more fearful and narrow-minded cannot fathom that point? How would you enlighten them in a, in a way 
that they can understand? I would say some people just aren't there in their journey. You know, it's like you can, I'm not calling people horses, but you can lead a horse to water. You can give, you can offer, I think, wisdom and ideas, but if someone's not open or receptive to it, then they may not be willing to receive of that at the time. Mm -hmm. But, but I would say that um, I think a great starting point is turn off the news. I think that's a great starting point. I think (laughs) put that phone down and go outside and and connect with nature and and go within and ask your own questions because, you know, I do find that the news and the media, social media, there's an agenda behind it. And we're not, I'm not going to take any positions or anything like that here today, obviously, but yeah, yeah, it's oftentimes not a great story what's going on and it's not the full truth of everything. I hear about chaos and war and fear and all these things. And I know I'm also blessed to live in the States right now where there's, that's not going on, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, even when there's like just tension between cultures and races and all these things, you know, you see it on the news, but then I walk out into the grocery store and I smile at people and they smile back, you know, and that's not the full truth of everything that's going on in the world. There's other stuff. And I like to look for that, you know? Yeah. You got to find it. I agree with you. You got to find the the light. You got to find the the truth. And a lot of times it starts with us. Like I have this thing when people ask me, you know, how you doing? My response is I'm blessed because one, I want to kind of attract that more into my life, but to let people know that you too are blessed. Just like, think about it. You know, you're not just okay. You're alive. You have breath in you. You have water. I'm from Haiti. We don't have clean running water on a regular basis, right? I live in cottage. We lose electricity. And to be here, it's like I am an abundant being and I am blessed. And so even like finding me that light inside to actually illuminate it out to others who are not so lucky to see it. Amen. And, and, you know, that takes real intention as well. You know, I think for me, a big part of my practice, I know we're talking about morning practice and routine and stuff here a little bit today as well. Part of my practice every day is really rooting myself in that because if I go out into the world unintentional and if I haven't grounded myself and rooted myself in that from my own place of being, then I'm going to go out into the world in kind of reaction mode, you know, yeah. and, I, and I, I, I might forget that there's more to the story and there's a bigger picture than just kind of what's going on in my own little space, you know? And yep, in our little bubble. Now, I know you have programs and you've been helping tons and tons of people. Tell us about your 90-day liberation boot camp. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, thank you for asking. Uh, The work that I do is I help men overcome uh, pornography addiction. And I run a a, a large community. We're over a thousand members now called uh, Porn to Purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, really, that's the work that we do. We find Pornography is an issue that many men deal with uh, in, in today's world. Many of them deal with it by themselves. It's a very lonely journey. Mm-hmm. So my work has been uh, a big part of my work has been sharing my own story around my journey, pornography, uh, building community for other men to come in and share. And uh, from that community, we also have a couple different offerings, kind of different levels of support for men that are ready to address this issue in their own life. Maybe they've been trying on their own. They recognize porn as an issue, uh, but they haven't been successful in really resolving it on your own. We offer a, a couple different tiers of support, one of them being the Liberation Boot Camp, which is kind of our flagship 90-day intensive program where we really help them go in, do the deep digging, and make a powerful and lasting shifts in their own life around their relationship with porn. So, so uh, we have a deep cleanse almost. <laughs> it is. It is. It's really a journey of personal transformation. You know, uh, we see so many things out, out there today, you know, that have to do with you're looking for the quick fix and the popcorn solution and the pill and the silver bullet. But, you know, we offer the tools and the skills and the tactics and the strategies all very important. But what's most important is the inner transformation, learning to see through new eyes, uh, first and foremost, ourselves. And, and that's the deep work that we're doing. And that's the 
transformation that lasts. That is phenomenal. Now, I can imagine there is some programming, deep-rooted programming that the men are coming with that is a reason of, say, if it's addiction or the pornography it problem. What are some of the things that you see that are reoccurring? Deep-rooted, either negative thoughts, deep-rooted program, subconscious program, that is mm-hmm. the driving force behind this behavior. Well, the driving force uh, behind the behavior is oftentimes a, a sense of disconnection. You know, mm-hmm. uh, many we all, we've all got our things. You know, some people it's food. For some people, it's drugs and alcohol. Some people it's sex. Yeah. Whatever it might be. For some people have utilized and adopted pornography as a coping mechanism throughout their life. Maybe it was due to a trauma. Maybe it was because as a kid they were lonely or they were afraid in their home. Maybe it was as a kid they had a hard time connecting with others. So for whatever reason, porn has been uh, meeting certain needs for them. But as we grow, you know, pornography or sex or the drugs or the food or whatever it is no longer serves. So I think that's really at the root of a lot of what's going on, like attempting to meet certain needs in unhealthy ways. That's really at the root of a lot of it. But what also is going on around the conditioning is, I think, the way in which men perceive women oftentimes as sexual objects, Mm -hmm. you know, and these objects that are there to satisfy certain sexual needs. I think there's a conditioning around that in today's society. And there's also been a real normalization around the use of pornography, Mm -hmm. kind of people treating it like it's no big deal. And for some people, maybe it's not, but for some people, it is a big problem and it's really unhealthy. But the church, it's huge. In many cases, it really is. In many cases, it's, it's dismissed or covered up or even laughed off. And I think that's that's a big piece of, of the problem as well, Looney. Desensitized. Yeah, we become desensitized to it because yeah. we're, the more we see it, the more easy accessible it is, the, the less traumatic or like taboo it becomes. But for certain groups, that doesn't change. Like I know in church, it's a taboo conversation. You don't talk about it. You don't bring it up. And why is that? What do you think? Oh, you know, who knows? And that that goes back to like some of the early conversation we had around what turned you off from church originally. I don't really know. I don't know if it's like, if it's because religion, Christianity, spirituality, like the pure message that was originally intended was twisted for whatever reason. I think oftentimes man has a way of taking messages and making it, he thinks it's about God, but it's ultimately about himself. And it's a reflection of his own stories and his own shame and his own sense of unworthiness around himself and his own lack of self-acceptance. And we kind of turn that into our story about God. I think also probably there's a lot of aspects of control Mm. that, you know, it's like religion or these, these ideas, these doctrines were taken and hijacked, maybe intentionally, maybe not. But I think it's also a lot about, you know, control potentially and, and that what might be going on there under the surface. Mm-hmm. And I can agree with you. I do find it liberating when I, I kind of had the opportunity to roam and, and experience with spirituality and different doctrines and different cultures that are out there. You know, my one of my best friends is Muslim and having to learn about the Quran and learning about all that stuff. And it, it's freeing versus being, uh, um, as you say, hijacked or being closed off and being single minded. And I think that was my, my thing. I didn't like the restriction so much. Yeah, absolutely. And and what I think tying back to one of our earlier points, whenever we do learn about other people, we have, you know, friends from other cultures and religions and faiths, we kind of recognize that the story that we're oftentimes given about certain things is not always the true story. There's mm-hmm. there, there are other sides of the story, which yeah. looks like you see with your friend, I'm sure. You know? Yeah. And then there comes the need to see people for who they are, right? For the universal beings that we are, that are innately connected to see individuals for the love that they are, that God is, 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 
every person is God experiencing life through their eyes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And I think part of that, that's part of the work that we get to do as well as learning to one, recognize that within ourselves and live from that, but also learning to see that and look for that in others, you know, in the, in the Hindu tradition, we, we say namaste, you know, at the end of yoga or whatever it might yeah. be, the light in me, you know, uh, honors the light in you. And that's an intentional practice, I think, that we can work to adopt for ourselves, you know. Yes, yes. And and I'm curious to see how you incorporate that in your morning routine, you know, when you get up, dress up and show up to serve the men that you do, because it's not a sexy topic. Well, kind of is, kind of isn't. <laughs> <laughs> But it takes courage and, and bravery to actually even come up and talk about that and help men overcome that because that's a sensitive space. That's vulnerability. And, mm-hmm. and it's hard for men to get to that space, but you do it on a daily basis. And, and I'm curious to see how do you stay connected to the divine? How do you get fed? You know, um, and mm-hmm. what role does your morning routine play in that? Yeah, my, my morning routine is everything. In fact, my morning routine is so important and integral in my life. I actually teach it in our program. So you asked me about the Liberation Boot Camp earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, part of our Liberation Boot Camp is helping men replace old habits with new habits and new ways mm-hmm. of being. So we train our guys and we hold them accountable to a daily routine as well. We call it the core four. And it's an hour routine every day. Mine's more like four or five hours sometimes because <laughs> I just get carried away and I get up early and I just love it. But um, for our guys, we train them and hold them accountable to one hour a day. 15 minutes each of exercise, meditation, reading, and writing. Yeah. And we activate and we engage and we grow in mind and body and spirit every day. So that's how important the morning routine is for me. I actually teach our guys and that's part of our culture and our community. But for me, you know, how it all incorporates to connecting with that divinity and living from that, you know, Every day I do, I do um, spend time in meditation and prayer. And what I find like what make, you know, entrepreneurship and sometimes living in the world today can be hard. But if I can remember that there's something greater than me, something bigger than me, mm-hmm. I'm part of a bigger plan. I'm not, it's not just about me. It's about what's working through me. And can I surrender to that? And can I just be a great channel for whatever needs to be done? And can I be a servant today? And when I come from that place, I know I'm loved, I'm guided, I'm supported. And it's not just about me and my needs, but it's about the work that I'm able to help do and and contribute to the lives of others. That is powerful. That is well Mm -hmm. said. Being of service and taking yourself out of the equation to be that conduit um, for the light to shine through, to illuminate, to kind of help others. And then you get fed as well. You know, you get if you, oh, yeah. energy, we're energy, which is bundle of energies. The energy is not wasted or depleted. It gets transferred. <laughs> Absolutely. And and yeah, I mean, what feeds me as well, uh, Luni, just, just to also touch on that is, is, is the work itself. Like sometimes when I'm doing the stuff I don't enjoy as much, it can feel tired and fatiguing and, and, and it can drain you a little bit energy energetically. But when I get back in front of our guys and I'm on a group call or I'm on a one-on-one call and I can see that deep transformation is taking place and we're connecting on a different level. And when I get to have conversations like these, you know, this is the stuff that really fills me up and energizes me and and makes it all worthwhile. You know, me too. Me too. We can definitely share that. We have that in common, Matt. And and because you brought it up, I have to, before I let you go talk about purpose. You know, because God gives us all talents, gives us all skills that he wants us to use to for the greater good of the kingdom, to to build businesses, to help other people. 
And that's what you're you're tapping into. Once you find that purpose, you don't get exhausted. You can get tired. You actually get re-energized. You get revitalized from it. So tell us about uh, finding your purpose. Yeah. And the importance of it. Yeah, well, well, you asked the right guy because the whole name of our community <laughs> is Pour into Purpose, you know, and I, um, you know, Pour into Purpose speaks to my own journey um, out of pornography addiction. Uh, you know, I kind of like began to recognize in my own journey, in my own past, that porn was inhibiting me from stepping more fully into my purpose. It was it was inhibiting my my spiritual growth, my connection to God, my momentum, really stepping into the work that I felt called to do. So like me feeling that call into my purpose was really a big piece of the puzzle in really making the the long-term and lasting change. Mm-hmm. And you know, stepping into purpose now, doing the work I'm doing holds me to a very high degree of, of accountability in my journey. Yeah. So being on purpose really supports the journey. And now the porn to purpose idea speaks to very specifically the path and the process that we take our men on. We help them get clear on where they are and what they're no longer willing to tolerate in their life and move into lives of greater purpose. Hmm. You know, if I'm going to say no to porn. I have to be clear on what I'm saying yes to instead. Right. And if our guys are going to say no to porn and no to this old way of being in this old lifestyle, we have to help them really tap into purpose on a deep level because that's the piece of the puzzle that when the going gets tough, really serves them for the long term is yeah. this purpose piece. So I'm all about it. Yeah, it's powerful. Once you find your purpose, then you thrive. You, you, you're on a whole different playing field, mm-hmm. playing field, right? I think alcohol was what was hindering me from finding my purpose. For years, mm-hmm. I was, I think 15 plus years, I was like, what's my purpose? I'm in and out of a job. I'm in there three months later. I'm unhappy, miserable, always burnt out, always drained. But I knew something deeper was brewing inside me, but I could not stop drinking. And so that was my, my crutch. And I think uh, 2019, Easter Sunday, I was like, this is my last drink. And I haven't touched a drink ever since. And it's 2022. And, but I tell you that same month, I found my purpose. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. I also find whenever we're able to put these habits and behaviors behind us that no longer serve us, such as the alcohol or whatever it might be, we're able to get into a different kind of momentum in our lives. Like yeah. That's what I experienced. And what I would also add to the purpose conversation is I feel like some people maybe get hung up on purpose because they're like, well, I, I haven't found my purpose, my one single purpose. Like, what is my one thing? But for me, I recognize that purpose isn't maybe just one thing and it doesn't have to be one specific thing forever. I find that purpose is a moving target. And as Mm -hmm. we move toward it, it becomes more and more clear, you know, and that's why it's so important to move toward it. It's like, as we follow that bliss, as we follow that light and that calling, as we begin to just move toward those hints of purpose in our life, it's like purpose unfolds and it becomes more clear in it. I think it's probably going to be an ever unfolding part of the journey. Yeah, it it will morph, right? You'll get better at it. You'll do it better. You'll serve your men better. And it might even, you need to add something to it. Because I found it, what I started in 2019 has morphed to something completely different in the last few years. And, but I'm still on purpose. Wayne Dyer says, if you stay on purpose, you never stumble. Uh, You know what? I'm a big Wayne Dyer guy. So, so we're talking the same language. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. Matt, I can talk to you forever because we're like kindred souls here. But yeah. I do want to give you the opportunity to tell me where can I find you? How can we connect with you? 
Thanks so much for that opportunity. Yes. So our uh, primary community, you can find us on Facebook at Porn to Purpose is is kind of our our flagship community. You can find us there. You can connect with me there. It's a private group, men's only for guys who maybe aren't comfortable around the conversation yet. Only people that can see the members are the the actual members themselves. Mm -hmm. And I vet everybody that comes in. So it's it's a kind of a hand selected community no weird profiles and it's safe, you know, to come check it out and begin that conversation for yourself. How big is that community? Um, we're over a thousand now. Nice. We'll probably hit, we'll probably hit 1100 here in the next week or so. Very nice. Um, yes. So port of purpose, the group. And if you're not on Facebook or you'd like to connect more discreetly or whatever, you can also email me directly at making peace with porn at gmail.com. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, Thank you for sharing this topic with us. I mean, it, it's really needed. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about the vulnerability or the stigma around it because we need, the conversation needs to get started to start the healing process. Absolutely, it does. Yeah. And I admire your bravery. I thank you for taking this on. I thank the Lord that he's giving you this purpose to help men all over the country, all over the world overcome this. And it's well needed. And Matt, it's been an honor sharing this space with you. Yes, Lenita, it's been an honor and uh, and a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Namaste. I see the light Namaste. in you. <laughs> and, yeah, thank you. Awesome. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.